Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Hello, everyone. This is Indo-American News Radio, and we are br- coming to you on this hot, sizzling hot Saturday afternoon from downtown Sugarland. And hi, Pramod. Jyoti. Hi, Jawahar. How are you? We've got Jyoti sitting in for Sanchali. Sanchali is Hello, off. hello, hello. I have to do that. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> do it, Sanch- Sanchali's signature. Do it, do it. Hello, 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 folks. Oh. How are you? She does it so well. I don't want to do it in the Well, we've got um, a very exciting program today because we've got three guests and we've got a very, very... Tight deadline. Full, full program. Right. We've ah. got um, uh, the first guest oh, about yoga. The second guest is Lutfi Hassan about the road I have traveled. And then the third guest is uh, going to be George Willey talking about immigration. So we're back to back to back. And so with that, we promote? What, yeah, what do you think? get going. Let's yeah. start. Let's start. Let's start. Live from Indo-American News Radio, this is Pramod Kulkarni with the latest news from Houston, the United States, India, and around the world. In Uvalde, the last funeral of the victims of the recent mass shooting took place on Friday. According to the latest news, a city police officer armed with an AR-15 style assault rifle hesitated when he had a brief opportunity to shoot the gunman as he was approaching the school. This was the second missed opportunity for officers arriving at the Rob Elementary School to prevent a massacre by intervening while the gunman was still outside the school. In the aftermath of the Uvalde shooting, a bipartisan Senate committee steered by Texas Senator John Cornyn had released a watered-down agreement to prevent school shootings. The agreement allocates funds for mental illness treatment and more stringent red-flag laws but no action on restrictive access to AR-15 assault rifles and high-capacity magazines. Nevertheless, Cornyn was booed by hardcore Republicans at the GOP state convention here in Houston on Friday just for taking part in the gun control discussions. Cornyn assured the audience that restrictions on law-abiding gun owners would be his red line. In India, the Modi administration is facing nationwide protests and street violence in protest against its introduction of a new Agnivir recruitment scheme for the armed forces. Ostensibly, the scheme is designed to reduce the heavy financial burden of the defense forces' bloated salaries and pensions, and the scheme proposes that the armed forces recruit soldiers called Agnivirs for a service duration of four years. At the end of four years, only 25% of the Agnivirs would be re-enlisted in the regular cadre, and the remaining 75% would be demolished with an exit package. The protesters say the plan will limit opportunities for permanent military jobs with their generous package of fixed salaries, pensions, and other benefits. A day after the January 6th House Committee illustrated the serious danger Vice President Mike Pence faced from the rioters, former President Donald Trump unleashed a new attack on the man who had served as his vice president for refusing to interfere with the Electoral College certification of the 2020 presidential election. On Thursday, the House panel demonstrated 
that Trump and his advisors were told repeatedly that Pence had no power to block the certification. Meanwhile, the COVID-19 pandemic remains simmering throughout the world. In the United States, on Friday, there were 101,631 cases with 30,189 hospitalizations and 316 deaths. These statistics would have alarmed us last year, but they are taken in stride today. According to health officials, however, a new BA5 COVID subvariant from South Africa is about to spread throughout the United States. In Ukraine, fighting continues in the eastern sector with no end in sight, but EU leaders visiting President Zelensky in Kyiv are expected to grant Ukraine candidate status for entry into the European Union. However, actual membership could take years. In sports news, the Golden State Warriors won the sixth game of the finals decisively against the Boston Celtics to win the NBA championship. Steph Curry was the hero, and some sports journalists have suggested that Curry now belongs to the pantheon of the top players in the NBA, such as Will Chamberlain and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Last night, the Houston Astros took the first game of its series at home against the Chicago White Sox by a score of 13-3. The matchup will continue this evening and tomorrow. The baseball season is excruciatingly long with 162 total games. After 64 games this season, the Astros have a nine-game lead in the American League West against the Texas Rangers. In India, the men's cricket team has crawled back under the captainship of Rishabh Pant into the five-game T20 series against South Africa. The rubber game is tomorrow morning at 8.30 a.m. Houston time. Finally this afternoon, weather experts are blaming the recent flash flooding in the Yellowstone National Park on climate change. Warming weather has caused rain to fall on existing snowpack to instigate the floods that have washed away roads and bridges. Climate scientists are saying that such events will become more likely as temperatures warm. That's all the news for now. More news, views, discussions and music as we continue with the Indo-American News talk show. Okay, thank you so much, Pramod. That is uh, a very, very quick <laughs> wrap-up of news yes. because we have such a tight schedule today. Uh, we have just enough time for one announcement, and that is for the uh, groundbreaking ceremony for the SDKKM Temple, <coughs> which is going to happen on July the 2nd, Saturday, July the 2nd. The Bhumi Puja is at 9 o'clock all the way to 1 o'clock, well, past 1 o'clock, that's where lunch is. It's at 16628 Keith Harrow Drive, uh, Boulevard. It's, a gr uh, it's in that vicinity, so uh, if you guys, uh, if you guys, if people, <laughs> <laughs> if people. If you devotees. <laughs> if you, devotees. If and all the devotees. All the devotees. They can, they can please uh, join um, the rest of the, the, the gathering uh, for the groundbreaking that would be perfect. So I'll make another announcement about this later on, uh, too. But meanwhile, I have our first guest. And Jyoti, do you want to introduce her? Uh, sure. Um, you know, uh, Jawahar, the International Day of Yoga has become the tradition that Prime Minister uh, Modi envisioned uh, when he launched it seven years ago. This year, it is not just on June 21st, but the whole month of June is devoted to the events. And Dr. 
Nita Hire tells us more about this. And Dr. Nita Hire, uh, I met her a few um, months ago, I think. And she's an anesthesiologist. Did I say that no, right? That's a hard <laughs> word to say. <laughs> and a yoga therapist. Uh, she's been practicing anesthesia for last 25 years and yoga for last 20 plus years. She's a certified yoga teacher since 2012 and certified yoga therapist for, uh, since 2021, or this last year, I guess. Started yoga program at Hindu, at Hindu Temple of the Woodlands in 2012. Uh, IDI Woodlands since, uh, what is IDIY uh, Woodlands since 2017? Oh, yeah. Okay, she started the International Day of Yoga in Woodlands since 2017. She's the coordinator of many yoga training sessions, retreats, and continued medical education program, continues um, education program for yoga and medicine. She's also a team member of Greater Houston. International Day Yoga Group. So uh, with that, uh, welcome to our show, uh, Doctor. Dr. Nithaji, Nithaji, good to have you with us. Are you still there with us? Yes, thank ah, you. Thank wonderful. you, Jawahar, and thank you, Jyoti. Hi, <laughs> how are you? Hi, thank you. I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Just We had a wonderful um, International Day of Yoga celebration here in the woodlands this morning. Uh, we started with uh, sound bath meditations uh, with Samil Manek. Then uh, we had uh, the International Day of Yoga Protocol, which was followed by pranayam meditation, and we concluded our program with laughter yoga. Oh wow! Which How is, about that? Actually, I feel with mental health issues being have been increasing tremendously, uh, exponentially. I would say uh -huh. uh, that. Uh, the need for some uh, de-stressing to decrease our anxiety, to build up our mental health, laughter yoga, not just yoga, but laughter yoga is also the need of the hour. Right. Yes, I know. I mean, uh, in Bombay, I remember passing by several parks where people early in the morning, they're sitting there, they're clapping their hands. I guess that's part of this. And laughing. And laughing. <laughs> they clapping, you know, it's, there's also such a thing as clap, what is it, clapping therapy? Is it? Right. So Maybe rhythm therapy, yeah. So you, you, the, the, the theory being that there's these pressure points in your hands and you, 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 hard, you, you clap hard enough and you, you yeah. instigate those pressure points and that helps you. And then you follow up with laughter, which is ironic because your hands are probably pretty tired from <laughs> clapping. <laughs> No, but, but the thing is, you are now all of us are going back to our what our grandmas used Basics, to do for yeah. bhajans and kirtans. Mm -hmm. You know, those are the pressure points we need to activate. We have forgotten all those ancient yeah. wisdoms and traditions. We need to go back to our roots. And yoga is a beautiful way of taking us back to what our ancient saints and rishis gave it to us for the humanity. India has given yoga as a best gift to the humanity. Uh, Nitaji, uh, was there a large turnout uh, this morning? Uh, we had almost uh, 70 to 80 people who uh, attended our program. Oh, very nice. Uh, it's just because it was early morning and outside with the heat and early morning uh, Saturday, everybody wants to stay in the <laughs> AC bedroom. <laughs> Uh, but uh, we were very happy. We got a wonderful feedback, and the setting was um, 
just in front of our Hindu temple of the woodland. Oh, I see. So it was different. You cannot get a better setting and the vibrations of the doing yoga in temple uh, setting and in the premises of temple is always so different. This is experiential practice. And when you do the yoga at temple, and I have been doing that since last almost eight, nine years, and you, the moment you have that positivity and align yourself with that vibration, you, you experience the bliss, the calmness, and the relaxation differently. Right. So to, today, um, actually, there were there's a huge slate of events. There was the the yoga session at seven o'clock, as you mentioned. Then there was uh, eight o'clock is yoga for weight management, and at yes. again at seven thirty there was yoga and five k walk for those people who wanted walk run. There was a yoga okay. session at ten a.m. including warm ups, etc. And then at six o'clock this this evening, there's going to be another yoga session. Yes. So six o'clock today, it, like this was a jam-packed weekend for the yoga because twenty-first uh, June twenty-first is the main day of summer solstice and the International Day of Yoga. But all of us, uh, because of the weekend, we cap wanted to capture these events, and you enumerated all those events. So at six p.m. today, we are going to have another International Day of Yoga celebration in Pierland. So whoever the listeners from Pierland are there. It's going to be a huge, wonderful celebration. So I would encourage that please go and join to that celebration, which is free. You have to just bring your own uh, yoga mat and enjoy that uh, uh, setting of Pierland uh, doing yoga in the uh, in the evening with all the other yogis. Tomorrow we have a, a, another. Lineup of events with uh, International Day of Yoga. We start with eight, um, in the morning and Father's Day. Yes, tomorrow. So all those fathers, it will be a wonderful opportunity to start their day with their family, their kids, and they can do a complete wellness of yoga, which is going to be offered by Patanjali Yogpeet. So this is uh, you're talking about the uh, tomorrow, right? Yes. Right at nine uh, at ten a.m. There's this chair yoga service. Yes. The, at one p.m. There's the an hour of peace through meditation. At six mm -hmm. thirty, and then uh, let's see at eight a.m. There's yoga for complete wellness, and that's yes. at Patanjali. And the other ones at Gujarati Samaj, and uh, the Brahma Kumaris are the other Brahma one. Kumaris. Right. Yes. Yeah, Nitaji, are you seeing? Um, uh, each year that uh, this celebration takes place, uh, a greater involvement from the mainstream community? Absolutely, absolutely. Um, I have been involved, I have been involved with uh, International Day of Yoga celebration since 2016. And I have seen, I have seen that we are having more and more organized programs, not just in Houston, but all over Greater Houston. We started our International Day of Yoga celebration in the Woodlands in 2017. Our first celebration was in the beautiful setting here at Town Green Park. But recently, because of the COVID and the restrictions and all that, we decided this year to do it in our temple premises. But yes, yeah. yoga, has, yoga has been seen exponential growth 
30 plus million people used to follow or do yoga routinely. Now, in today's time, there are 100 uh, thousand plus million, hundred million plus people are following yoga. Right. Well, that's wonderful. Um, uh, Nita Ji, we have uh, to go to a commercial break very shortly in about uh, 40 seconds. Uh, when we come back, we'll, we'll follow up with the events that are for the 20th and the 21st. And culminating, actually, there's a special yoga session on the 26th at JBB uh, Priksha Meditation Center. So you, maybe you can explain that to the rest of us and our listeners when we come back. So folks, don't go away. We're talking to Dr. Nita Hire, and she's, the, um, she's the, the, the person who's got uh, a lot of this knowledge about the yoga programs and for she's International been, Day of Yoga. Yes, she's been coordinating yoga, I think this International Yoga Day. For its last several years, it's as soon as right, right. Thank you, thank you, Javaji. Yeah, so and don't go away. We'll be back. So we we will be back with uh, Dr. Nita Hire. Uh, Nita Ji, hold on. Don't go away now. Sure. Stay on the line. Stay on the line. We'll be right thank back, you. folks. This is an Indo American News Radio. India News, U.S. News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo American, Indo -American News Radio. Willie, Nanayakara and Associates, our hometown full-service immigration law firm for over three decades. Mr. George Willie unfailingly engages us in stimulating discussions about various topics, political, social or current headlines every Thursday. My family thoroughly enjoys listening to his informed yet impartial views with his very own patented sense of humor and wit. George Willie, immigration attorney, live every Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on Masala Radio, 98.7 FM. The great American dream, owning your own home. Prosperity Bank wants to make that dream a reality. How? With their Hop Mortgage. 100% financing with maximum loan amount $350,000. Refinance is allowed. And bankers who work with you. Call 844-U-HOP. That's 844-Y-O-U-H-O-P-P. Prosperity Bank. NMLS 466414. Loan subject to eligibility restrictions and credit requirements. Offered in designated Texas markets. 100% financing based on lesser of purchase price or appraised value. Subject to change. Equal housing lender. Indo-American News Radio. India News. U.S. News. World News. Movie Reviews. And Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American Indo News Radio. And everyone, we're back with Dr. Nita Hire uh, talking about the International Day of Yoga. She's an event she's been coordinating, like you said, Jyoti, for five, six years now. Yes, several years. Right. It's, uh, it started off 20 in 2015, seven years ago. Was that's it? when... Uh, that's when the Prime Minister made this a... I thought seven, yeah, seven years ago, 2017 was 15. It? 15, okay. Right. 2015. Yeah. Right. 2015. So... Uh, we, uh, we got it approved in 2014 with the United Nations under the guidance of our Prime Minister. 
So yeah, yes, uh, so this will be our eighth year of celebrating the International Day of Yoga. Sounds like, uh, you know, our uh, current president of Russia needs a little International Day of Yoga meditation too. <laughs> lots of it. <laughs> Lo <laughs> lots of it. Lots of it. Yes. Instead of yes, bombing yes. people, he should be bombing himself with his yoga techniques. Why don't you send us uh, also maybe uh, ex-president Trump? <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> he needs a In different... In any case. But... Uh, Nitaji, tell me uh, uh, about the, the two events that are, or the four other events. On the 20th, there's the yoga session, uh, including so breathing 20th, at India 20th, House. We, we, uh, in the morning of Monday, the 20th, we have yoga for stress management, mm -hmm. which will be done by the Estrasa. That is a beautiful organization. I train under Estrasa. And stress management is what is the need. All of us ha don't understand how to de-stress. Right. Stress is the major issue which is causing all the psychosomatic distress. Yeah. By the way, folks, uh, all these events are uh, uh, listed in a e-blast that went out from Indo-American News today. And so uh, we can, if you if you do not have it, then you can certainly go to our website. And uh, or send us an email at indoamericannews.yahoo.com and we'll send it to you. So, and the second event is at 6.30 in the evening on the 20th. Yes, and that, that is going to be at... India House. India House. Mm -hmm. India House always have done the events and they organize it wonderfully at their own premises. And this session is at 6.30, open to the public. It's another International Day of Yoga celebration in, in the, at India House. Right, and then the 21st is the big day, the yoga session. 21st is the actual day of International Day of Yoga. Um, we have been lucky to have Discovery Green as the location for this celebration. Oh, how neat is that? Yeah, yeah very that nice. Yeah, be in downtown. Yeah, yeah, very nice. It is. It is center of downtown. It's a beautiful location surrounded by the, the green space in the downtown area surrounded by trees. Um, we have the programs lined up from classical Indian dances to acro yoga to extreme um, advanced yoga poses uh, and then the International Day of Yoga Protocol. And after that, we have sound bath meditation and sound bath meditation walk. But around that discovery tree, which uh, is what an does experiential that practice. Nitaji, what, what does that entail? Is, Just that must be Somal Manek again, right? Yes. So he he, he plays, he plays vibrations. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm. They have invited few uh, sound bath meditation artists oh, okay. under the guidance of Somal Manek, who is one of the ma uh, main sound bath healers. And they have... Uh, arranged a walk around Discovery Green Park. Oh, that's pretty neat. So you, you hear the sound bath, uh, meditative music, and walking will be very meditative after the practicing practice of International Day of Yoga. Wow. Yeah, that sounds the, very the soothing. Whole thing, whole, whole, whole event will culminate with that, you being in a different meditative zone, and then... We also have arranged uh, to get food 
with, uh, with the vegan food, uh, Indian um, food, which will be available through the food trucks. Ah, that's oh, pretty that's neat. Oh, that's pretty neat. Yeah, that's that's wonderful. Yeah. That. I have a so question. It's the best way to celebrate in the evening. Right. Uh, in downtown Houston. Yeah, I have another question which is slightly different from what you have been talking. I know that you have so many events going on for Yoga Day. Is um, yoga being introduced to like physical uh, education teachers uh, uh, like in schools, like primary schools or middle schools or high schools or is it already being done and I don't know about it? Now, uh, we do have yoga uh, been not mostly done in Texas, but I we know that I know personally that the yoga is for, uh, promoted in schools in California uh-huh. and in New York, mostly in uh, Queens and Brooklyn area schools in New York. Yoga actually has been promoted now in medical schools oh, to make physicians understand before they graduate from medical school the depth and the difference yoga can make as a lifestyle change. Right, exactly. So it is really becoming um, uh, international yoga. It is is really becoming the mainstream that is needed for all of us. Benefits of yoga, I have to enumerate, the list is long. Right. Not just the resilience what yoga gives, not just the stability, the clarity. The good health, the good immune system, but yoga should not be just limited to the practice of asanas on the mat. You carry yoga in your whole day life. So it's a lifestyle modification. And all of us are fortunate enough that we can reconnect to yoga because of our upbringing or uh, because of our Indian originality, that we understand it. It comes naturally to us. So I would suggest that if there are young fathers, they should start meditating, keeping their kids in their right. uh, lap and, uh, and meditate it and just let the kids experience it. Well, so you know, this. I learned yoga from my papa. There's, there's, so o- I, there's older folks like us who probably need yoga to help us with back pains that we have. <laughs> <laughs> So, and I mean, yoga is beneficial all the way around, uh, Nitaji. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing all this with us. We've enjoyed having you on the show, and, and uh, we wel- welcome everyone to go and check out our e-blasts uh, from Indo-American News, radio, uh, and, then, uh, and also to participate in these events. Um, Nitaji, thank you so much. For joining Thank us. You so Good much luck for with having that. me. Thank you so much. Really appreciate Thank all you. your Just help to promote our event. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. Wonderful talking to you also. Okay. The same. Likewise. All right. Take care. Bye bye. Thank you. Namaste. Namaste. Namaste ji. So that was wonderful having her with us. Uh, so now we're going to be going to our next guest. This is uh, a as I as I told everyone on the at the onset. This is going to be a very, very quick-paced show, and we already have our next guest with us in the studio. Uh, so, um, do you want to talk about our next guest? Uh, sure, I can. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Jyoti, please, do, please go ahead. Yeah, we have um, our uh, next guest is Mr. Lufti Hassan, and he is, uh, this is the episode, The Road I Have Traveled. We're going to talk to him with uh, about his renewed commitment to help others 
many times in various roles. He's done that in the past and now he's trying to do it again, I believe. <laughs> he's a loyal friend, businessman, humanist, philanthropist, my gosh, and committed Democrat, yay, mm. with a keen eye on politics. We talked to him today about his journey. So thank you for being here. Welcome to our show. I am delighted. I'm delighted always to see Jawhar, yourself, Ramon. Uh, you're I'm a great too. team. <laughs> and uh, I, you know, I, I salute you for what you're doing for the community service that and you have I, done Lutwiji, in many I, ways. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. Print media first for many years. And now a fantastic job of electronic media as well as, of course, the radio show. I'm, yeah. I'm delighted to be here. And Lutwiji, I think we have a, another connection, Hyderabad. Indeed. Oh, yes, <laughs> Indeed. Hyderabad. Of course, of course. In Jyoti fact, was born in Hyderabad, I and I grew up in Hyderabad. I did not know that. Yes, I, I'm a diehard Hyderabad. And, and actually, there's somebody from Hyderabad who's listening in right now. Uh, these uh, Harinath Mehdi. Oh, yes. 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 I missed the Osmania University alumni uh, function. Yeah. I was overseas. Uh, uh -huh. Harinathji informed me and... Unfortunately, I was busy with the president of Guyana in L.A. at that time. Uh, right, yes. yeah. So we're, we are going to be... He's listening in right now. I had told him that you would be on, and he was very interested. And, of course, the Osmania uh, University reception was very nice. It was small, but nice. And Harinath has a sense of humor that I didn't re really know existed. <laughs> 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 but he did a wonderful job. You know... Pramod, you remember when we first got introduced to Lutfi? Yeah, yeah, many, many decades he ago. He was uh, working, he had his own business called Supersonic Travels oh. and Tours. Yes. And he uh, was on um, Beechnut. Uh, Bissonette. Bissonette. Bissonette in near West, West yeah, Chase Mall. Next to that uh, Middle East Halal Meet. Correct. That was the place people went to right. for shopping. Yeah. So we were just next door. Uh, and, and so that, that's probably been... Uh, 37 years ago? Uh, 84. 84. Uh, through the end, I think through 95, something like that. Oh, okay. uh, that so, 10, so, so it's almost years 30, 38 years oh, ago. Yes. yes. And we've known you <laughs> since that. And you've made a wonderful uh, transition from, from businessmen. I know you had other businesses that you were involved with. And then you had you, you, one of your businesses grew really well, uh, and and but we'll get into that a little bit more. Tell us a little bit about your early life, where you came from. We know that you came from Hyderabad, but what brought you here? So uh, what brought us to America? My siblings uh, and and the family was my uncle. My uncle, Dr. Naki, uh, who actually came to go to Texas A&M back in early 60s. Oh, okay. My uncle and aunt both uh, did their master's and PhD uh, at Texas A&M. Oh, okay. As a matter of fact, my uncle actually taught at A&M for 15 years wow. uh, before he moved on to uh, teach at Cornell University, oh, wow. where he taught for almost another 15 years. And uh, in fact, he's credited uh, with... Uh, uh, the uh, the establishment of Cornell Medical School in Doha, Qatar. Oh, wow! Uh, he was uh, the chief uh, uh, initial educator. Uh, they have actually named uh, uh, an award of excellence uh, after his name for what he did in in Qatar to establish uh, the Cornell Medical Fascinating. University. Fascinating! Fascinating! Yeah. That's wonderful. So he was the one who actually first moved uh, to uh, College Station, Texas. 
And then as it happens with uh, all of our family uh, members is that they uh, sponsor the, the family to come over and then he sponsored my, my parents uh-huh. and uh, the other siblings of his. And then uh, through that process, uh, we all actually got the immigration to the U.S. Uh-huh. So, so how so, large is yeah. your clan right now? <laughs> uh, they are actually between Houston, College Station, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas. Uh, I want to say a couple of hundred. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they joke with me that if I run for office, uh, I've guaranteed 200 votes. <laughs> oh, wow, that's nice. And so uh, when you... When when you first got here, you you straight away went to school, or what, what did you do? So uh, I was actually in the travel business in Muscat. My first uh, initial um, my first initial um, uh, job, um, if you will, was uh, in Muscat. Uh-huh. My father. Uh, was a head of an insurance company in Oman. And uh-huh. right after I fle- finished schooling in, in Hyderabad, um, and um, I was given a choice whether I wanted to have further education or I wanted to start uh, a career. Uh-huh. And uh, I wasn't too keen on the education part. Uh, I always had this uh, fire in the belly to do things. Uh, uh, you know, I had this uh, entrepreneurial spirit. I wanted to first, of course, learn whatever trade that I was getting into, and I was given an opportunity to uh, work at the travel agency, and uh, that's where I started my my career. Oh, okay. And my father obviously was my mentor, and uh-huh. he taught me a lot of other things in life. Um, while I was there in, in Muscat. I had the good fortune of meeting him a couple of times. Yes. He was yes, here, uh, I, I'm at, maybe at your house even. Yes, yes. He passed away in 2013. Correct. Yeah, we were blessed to have him here for many years. Uh, he started his insurance business here. And later on, as you know, um, we expanded the insurance uh, business uh, a lot. Um, I remember when you opened up your 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 office Apex Insurance on Richmond, correct. Richmond on near um, Walnut Bend, Briar, the, Briar the, Park, but somewhere around there. Yeah, it's yeah more closer to Wilcrest uh, between yeah, Wilcrest yeah. and Beltway Eight. Correct. Yes, so that was my first office uh, right. at Richmond, and then. Uh, uh, we obviously were blessed with uh, a lot of good business, and we did extremely well. Uh, you know, I did the uh, public practice uh, insurance programs here um, during uh, Mayor Lee Brown's uh, time frame. Uh-huh. Uh, I was given the opportunity to do the owner-controlled insurance program. So actually, I did the uh, convention center hotel. I did the three airport expansions. I did the Rocket Arena. Wow. I did the NFL Stadium, NRG. Um, all those things uh, were um, uh, the con- construction insurance was provided by my company. We brokered this with uh, partnering with uh, Marsh McLennan. Uh-huh. And so those were the uh, extremely high profile insurance programs that, that we did. Ah, yes, yeah. I understand now. And, and then you moved your office to the present building that you have off of 59. Correct, yes. Uh, we acquired, along with other couple of partners that I have, uh, we acquired uh, the Apex Plaza. We named the building as Apex. It's on 59 near Gessner. Gessner? Near Gessner, yeah. On right. South Street Way, yes. Yeah. Gessner, and that's where we are. And we've been uh, there since 2003. Uh, 2000, 
two, we acquired 2002, and if you remember, uh, uh, Mayor Brown inaugurated that building for yes, us. Yes, yes. 2003, that was... Uh, yeah, I remember very well, yes. very well. Uh, folks, we're talking to Lutfi Hassan, who's uh, a, a man of many, many talents and many uh, businesses. Uh, we're learning more about the road he has traveled. And uh, he's uh, going to be uh, talking more about n the next steps he took as his business grew. Uh, but we will be coming back to him after our commercial break. We're going to be going to a commercial break in about uh, 60 seconds. Pramod, do you remember, um, you remember that opening that uh, he's talking about on Apex oh, yes. Plaza? Yeah, with uh, the mayor there and other dignitaries. Right, yeah. And... Uh, we were very uh, fortunate that uh, uh, to have developed a keen uh, friendship along the way too. I mean, uh, I remember uh, the uh, that that particular marketplace uh, when when we first started off in the travel business. There were so many travel agents, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then, but you stood out because you had a different take on it. And then you made that transition, as uh, as you mentioned, going into the insurance business. So. Um, we will be talking to Lutfi Hassan some more. Lutfi, don't go away. I mean, he can't go away. He can't go away. <laughs> yeah. I am locked. <laughs> so I, think I want I to go ahead and make no. an announcement. Or well, we're or going we to the done. commercial break. Okay. So we'll be back, folks. Don't go away. US News. World News. Movie reviews. And local community roundup. Every Saturday. 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. हर साल बोनस मिलने के पहले सोचता हूँ तुम्हें डायमंड रिंग गिफ्ट करूँगा लेकिन इस साल वो ख्याल छोड़ दिया इस साल बोनस नहीं मिला अरे नहीं पता चला महाराजा में डायमंड्स के भाव बड़े ही नहीं तो बोनस की जरूरत ही नहीं तो अब भी चलो महाराजा सेम सर्विस सेम क्वालिटी एंड सेम लो प्राइस महाराजा ज्वेलर्स 5821 हिलक्रॉफ्ट 7137845673 ब्रिंगिंग डायमंड्स टू लाइफ Looking for fresh homemade spices? Chandrika Masala is the place. Chandrika Masala Retail Outlet at Factory Location, 13220 Murphy Road. Chandrika Masala, 100% homemade spices, atas and chutneys. 713-789-3088. Chandrikamasala.com. 713-789-3088. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American Indo News Radio Hello everyone, we're back. And Jyoti, you have an announcement to Yes, make. I do. Uh, you know, Sanskriti uh, is going to present folk dances of Rajasthan on Sunday, June 26, 2000, uh, this, this Sunday, I mean the coming Sunday, June 26th at 5 p.m. at Match Theatre. It's an event which is free for all and these are uh, folk dancers from Gujarat. So, wow. Uh, if you have the time, please do show up for this. It will be a great program. And this is Ratna Kumar's yeah, the, Samskriti is there the executive director. Correct. And I think there's also some support from the government of India, the council. Council generals, yes, yes. Uh, it, it is supported by 
दिस इज ऑल्सो पार्ट ऑफ आजाद की अमृत महोत्सव यस यू नो विच समथिंग आई लाइक फॉर आर काउंसिल जनरल टू लुक benevolently on us and also yeah. support us in the same sort of way azadi ki maaz utsav government is in a cutting mode they're trying to cut uh, pensions to army people <laughs> <laughs> well folks we're talking with lutfi hasan we're continuing on with him he, uh, he is a man about town if you actually um blink you might miss him because he goes fast from one from one event to the other and so we had uh try to get him here many times in the past but his, his schedule is very very uh pressing very important and um uh, especially since he became the honorary consul for the for Guyana mm-hmm. oh okay uh, which was just uh, confirmed about a month ago correct right and, and Guyana so is a quite an important country these days because they discovered oil offshore Guyana correct correct Uh I'm very excited to talk about my new position and talk about Guyana uh and how it happened uh um I will be joined by the deputy chief of mission in Washington DC the ambassador in making that we have uh-huh. um uh he will be calling in um I've asked him to call about 5 o'clock okay so we can talk about Guyana yes. so we can maybe uh move on to right. talking about that uh, segment yes. if you later will on. For, La- for later on but, yes, but we we want to explore further after you uh you, you said you bought Apex uh and th- but then you also had other businesses Yeah so uh, under Apex uh, uh umbrella uh, after we had this success, successful um uh stint with the insurance business uh, thanks to my father his mentorship and his training uh, my kids in fact now are the third generation insurance people uh, wow. um, we've been in insurance uh, now for almost 60 years wow uh, because in india in india my father used to be the head of uh, new india insurance company and uh, he was the head of andhra pradesh uh, he was a sales uh, director wow. that's where he started his career in hyderabad and then um, so he uh, knew the insurance business inside out inside out and then he moved on to he went to kuwait first and then uh, in kuwait uh, uh, he joined the gulf insurance company and then he was sent to muscat to establish a branch mm-hmm. uh, which uh, still exists uh, it's now called aldofar insurance it's a publicly traded company my father is actually is the one who started that oh yes uh, so he basically was the one who mentored me to the so to start you lived in insurance. the uae for quite some time uh, to in oman and uae for my initial period, period period i was uh, very young i came to this country when i was uh, 23 years old mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and so i've been around for for a long time but, now but so. you also had taken uh, one of your businesses took you to dubai and you lived in dubai for a period of time correct and then you also had uh, b- uh, a residence and offices in washington dc So tell us how what how did this all come uh, so about So those uh, recent developments uh, uh compared to the earlier uh, part of my life uh, was to go back to the Middle East because of my connections in the Middle East and my father's connections in the Middle East Uh so when we started diversifying the Apex uh, group of companies uh, we then realized that we should uh, maybe think about acquiring existing business uh, uh, if there there are historical um companies uh, that exist uh, 
such as uh, Bouvet, if if you recall yes. Jawari. Yes. Right. Uh, the reason why I bought Bouvet is when you brought to my attention what background it had. Correct. Uh, same thing with Swift Ship Ship Builders. Swift Ship uh, was uh, um, formed in 1947. Right. A great shipbuilding company. Uh, financially, they were not doing well. And then when I had the ability to go and do the due diligence, I figured that this is a great company to turn around. And uh, so we acquired uh, the company, the shipbuilding company out of uh, Louisiana, uh, Morgan City, which still exists. But I was in it since 2007, I exited in 2012. But under my watch as a chairman CEO of, uh, of that uh, SWIFT group, uh, I was able to do two major programs. Mm -hmm. We did the Iraqi program. Uh, President Obama decided to pull out the seven destroyers that were protecting the Iraqi oil installations, and they had to be replaced uh, with uh, other articles that will protect uh, uh, the Iraqi installations from being attacked. Um, and so my company was given the opportunity to pretty much stand up the Iraqi Navy. Mm -hmm. There was no Iraqi Navy left post Saddam Hussein. Oh, um, wow. So we were tasked to not only provide those uh, 35 meter high-speed interceptors to replace the, the, the destroyers, but also train 300 Iraqis. So we brought uh, badges of 50 at a time. Uh, and trained them in Morgan City, Louisiana. How about that? And, uh, so this was a very neat program, and we broke all records. You know, U.S. Navy takes anywhere from two to three years to actually contract a contractor. Correct. The process. Yeah. Uh, this was they had this had to be done on a fast track because we had to replace these articles before they pulled out. So we were contracted in four months time frame, and we were delivering these vessels in a two years time frame. Oh my gosh, how, how quick so was that? It yeah. was uh, like swift boat, but swift, swift. action. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, we did that and I did. Uh, was honored also with another contract with Egypt. We did a, a co-production facility which still exists in Alexandria, Egypt. Uh, so, um, so that was something that pretty much took me back to the Middle East. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the process, of course, uh, we established a um, uh, logistics company out of Dubai, and uh, uh, we were able to cater to the armed forces, uh, to the CENTCOM in Qatar, uh, to the uh, uh, U.S. Army in, in Kuwait, in the bases there, uh, the bases in Iraq. Uh, Afghanistan, so, so all these places. So this is why for several years you were not in the U.S., you were out of the country, and, and people wondered, where did Lutfi disappear to? <laughs> exactly. So I, my Middle East headquarters was in Dubai. Mm -hmm. So when I was doing all this, uh, so I was mostly <laughs> between Louisiana and Middle East. Uh -huh. So yeah. I would come Such to... Such a contrast. Yes, I would come to... Houston on weekends to be with the family, mm -hmm. and before people saw me, I was gone again. So yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was very confusing yeah. to figure yeah. out. That's but I, I always had my office here, the Apex Plaza. Correct. I never left. Uh, you know, my kids. You obviously, Samir was there. Uh, Safir, yes, Safir and Sohel, my mm -hmm. both sons. Um, I'm so proud of them. Um, and they have. Uh, been um, looking after my business interests here. They continue to do so. 
Yes, yeah. I know. They're As very... I wear different hats, and now I've moved on to do other things in life, so I'm not completely focused, but I have other uh, very um, able people on our team um, that operate the, the companies, so, I, so I'm able to relax and do other things in life. I That's see. great. Uh, Lutviji, is this a good time to talk about how you became a Democrat and that journey? <laughs> yeah, it's always a good time to talk about that. <laughs> uh, so, um, thanks to um, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. Uh -huh. And thanks who's, to Who's Mayor been a Lee big friend of yours? Yes. Uh, so, um, I got to know uh, Congresswoman when she was at the city council. Right. And... Uh, Back then, um, our community did not know where City Hall existed, yes. where the Correct. mayor actually was situated. Right. Uh, Bob Lanier was the mayor at that time. And uh, so we basically got to know, I got to know Commissioner Rodney Ellis, who was uh, actually the chief of staff for Mickey Leland. Correct. Um, so through some common friends, uh, I was uh, uh, given this opportunity to engage. And uh, I always wanted to see how I could serve the community, how we need to really have uh, interaction, uh, political interaction. And when I was given this opening, um, I went for it, I grabbed it. And because uh, even now, our community, in terms of numbers, we don't actually make uh, a difference in voting, I mean, in Fort Bend and other places where you have a threshold of people, then it does matter. But uh, on the on the big scheme of things, uh, on a on national, national scale, scale yeah. yeah, we, we the numbers we don't have, but we have the money. Mm -hmm. we, we have are, the clout. We have the clout. We have, we're affluent. We, we can write checks. Right. And that is another uh, key thing for any campaign. Mm -hmm. If you don't have the funds, no matter how good of a candidate you are, you can't get your word out, you cannot market yourself, uh, then you have this, that disadvantage. So I learned very quickly uh, that uh, we can really um, bring some weight uh, to the campaigns by raising money. So I quickly became a fundraiser. Uh -huh. So one of the first people that we did fundraising for was Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee. I was given the opportunity to serve on her finance committee uh -huh. and later became a co-chair. And uh, so I go back many, many years uh, with the congresswoman and uh, so much so that I was honored uh, when she got elected to hold her uh, the Bible when she was sewn in. Oh. That's something that, wow. uh, yes, and uh, this, this, this is an honor. And, and at that time she told me that uh, we are bonded like a brother and sister. Well, and, so. and perhaps I, I should point this out. Many people don't know, but she was there at your son's wedding. She has been at every event of our family. But um, her son's wedding, the first, your son's wedding the, was very important because that was the same night the tropical storm Allison hit Houston. That was my daughter's wedding. That was your daughter's uh, wedding. Yes, okay, uh, okay. Where uh, at Mayor Brown had downtown. to take a helicopter <laughs> to go to the emergency center. <laughs> this was uh, at the uh, Hyde Regency downtown. Uh, at Regency downtown, and uh, Sheila had uh, left slightly early, uh, but her husband and. Uh, others got stuck with us and spent the night at the, the <laughs> I, I remember being able to get out just in time, and, and after I left, everything was flooded. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was a night you were nobody fortunate to get out of there. Yes. Nobody yeah. will forget yeah. that historic, night. Historic night. Yes. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, promotes uh, to his point, you've become a very staunch Democrat, and that's been, and you have been a, a steady, steadying force for our community so that, you, as you said, if we don't have the voting numbers, we have the clout. And people have become accustomed to, to hearing uh, what Lutfi Hassan has to say. Well, um, I think um, a lot of people respect me for what I have delivered. Uh, it was always um, not very easy for me to, to get to the point where people started believing and, and, you know, it's very hard to get people to write a check uh, oh, yeah. because they don't, unless they see um, a a skin in the game, if you will, you know. Yeah. And so people started seeing when I uh, was helping people um, in uh, delivering services. You know, we started, um, uh, Mayor Brown was, was very instrumental in creating this new um, sense of MBE um, you know, Minority Business Enterprise uh, program. Yeah. And, uh, so he was very uh, hard at making sure that other council members who were not used to um, were on on track with, with him. I remember Gordon Kwan uh, when yeah. he served uh, as a mayor pro tem and all the other friends that we know, uh, Carol uh, Alvarado served as a mayor pro tem. All these people <laughs> believed in that MBE program. That's why we see a lot of these contracts uh, are being done. Um, now, uh, Harris County now, you know, yes. the, the, is very hard on, on this, uh, uh, particularly Commissioner Rodney Ellis um, and uh, Commissioner Garcia. These other people, um, I know um, Judge uh, Lena Hildalgo is, is, is sold on this uh, um, as well. So these are the people who have changed the dynamics. Um, it is a, uh, you know, I would say a paradigm shift, if you will, in their thinking of uh, how uh, the contracts should work. Correct. So a lot of people, when they have the pain points, whether it is an immigration problem with um, uh, Congressman Sheila Jackson Lee or Congressman Al Green helping out um, or any um, contractual issues or looking for, for a contract with the city or the county and... Uh, whenever they called, I was there to pick up the phone and send them to the right people or reach out to the mayor. It depends on, you know, what kind of uh, uh, issue it was. And they have always been there to help us. And so when you start delivering to people and you answer phone call, you don't forget them. And you deep down, you believe in your heart that uh, you're doing this for the community. Um, the word gets out, and that's how it has been. So whenever I do an event now, when I call upon our friends um, for years uh, that have helped me, um, they're always there. Um, yes. I, I have never, ever, Johar, this is something so incredible. I have never, ever um, under-delivered um, on, on my promise. I over-delivered on my promise uh, of whatever number that we promise uh, a candidate. And that's uh, what so makes you so significant a player within the political framework in the city and in the county. 
It, it has helped. And, you know, I mean, we have recognition uh, on a national scale. For instance, you know, uh, a candidate running uh, on a national scale, uh, for example, I'll, I'll give you John Edwards, uh, Senator John Edwards. He was already a U.S. senator. He was running for the presidency. I'm on the A-list of the Democratic Party, the DNC, um, in terms of fundraising on a national scale. So uh, whenever they come to this town, they get a list of who they need to see. Mm-hmm. And I would get a phone call and say, hey, we're, we're coming and we've heard so much about you and want to come see you. And they'll come over to my office and we'll visit with them. And if it turns out that, you know, I'm put across... Uh, we have learned, of course, from our experience. I put across right up front that what do we expect from them to be doing it in Correct. terms of our internship programs. You know, we've sent so many interns on a national scale. Yeah, no, uh, that, that is to, very, yeah. th- that's very important. So, yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we've got about 50 seconds before we go to a commercial <laughs> break. And we also are going to be hearing from your DCM. At five o'clock, at five he is, o'clock. Yeah, he should be calling gonna, in. Yeah. Hopefully, he'll be calling in the studio number, right? I have shared that number okay. with him. Yes. Uh, I remember not so many years ago when uh, Kamala Harris was running for the the nominee to become the nomination. To, to the, the yeah presidential ticket, yes. Correct. She time. was in your office. Yes. And you yeah, had a reception her. for her. Correct, yes. So on, in Apex Plaza. Yes. So the, the depth of your reach is is really uh, extraordinary and to be applauded so thank you thank you i want to share uh, one story about uh, president obama but when you come back maybe when we come back yeah thank you folks don't go away we're talking to luthi hassan on the segment called the road i have traveled this is a new american news radio you're listening to masala radio 107.5 kglk hd4 lake jackson and 98.7 fm k254bz fairbanks Best Brains Learning Centers are now enrolling for summer and the 2023 school year. Keep your child's brain sharp with math, English, abacus, coding, public speaking, and many more enriching programs taught by certified school teachers. School homework help and start test prep available too. Programs as low as $99 a month. Call your closest location for a free placement test or register online at bestbrains.com. This is Shariar. Come visit us at my Kalachi, Sugarland, and Dallas. Fusion of Pakistani and Indian cuisines. We specialize in kebabs and karais. If you ever have our Loki Kahalwa, I bet you will come back for more. Kalachi Fine Dining. Come visit the Sugarland location, 59 and Williams Trace, next to Home Depot. For catering, call 281 240 0786. The best Pakistani and Indian fusion in Houston. This is Sherryar. Yeah, Kolachi ki kahani. Showfest. Friday, June 24th at NRG Arena. Rewind with Udit Narayan, Kumar Sanu, and Alkai Yagnik. Special offer on the elite section. Sofa seats, valet parking, private entry from backstage, VIP dinner and lounge. Meet and greet pictures with all three legends. Regular price, 1000 Masala special, 500 first two rows, 400 rows three and four. Call or text Harry Shah, 832-372-5756. Five, seven, five, six. 
Indo American News Radio, India News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo American News Radio. Okay, folks, we're back again now with uh, our guest for this uh, incredible journey that we're going through. It's called uh, The Road I Have Traveled, and uh, it's a segment where we talk about a person, their life, their journey through life, as you can imagine from the title, and, and what uh, they've achieved. And we're so honored to have with us Lutfi Hassan, who's been such a, a great friend for, for f- almost 40 years. Yes. And and uh, he knew doc- you knew Dr. Sidmani really well. Indeed. Uh, do- Indeed, yes. Uh, Dr. Sidmani used to stop by pretty much every <laughs> week. Lutfi bhai, I add ni chalana. He would have his rounds, I guess. <laughs> yeah, <but> yes. <laughs> yes. So it's been a great journey. And uh, what are your uh, hopes for the future? So uh, we, um, uh, uh, you know, my, my life uh, now is about uh, how I can actually do other things in life. I've done enough in terms of business and business basically also comes uh, with what I'm doing now uh, uh-huh. in terms of Guyana. So my new position as the Honorary Council General is to promote Guyana, the new oil-rich country. Okay. Uh, for a lot of people, for their benefit, uh, I want them to know that this is British Guyana, the okay. only English-speaking country in South America. I see. Uh, just north of uh, Brazil. Uh, Guyana is a beautiful country, um, over 80 3,000 square miles, uh-huh. uh, size of England uh, with almost 86% percent, uh, uh, Amazon rainforest. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt you real quick, uh, Luthi. Uh, we have a, uh, a, a very, uh, another friend of yours who's calling in, Abizir Taibji. Oh. <laughs> Abizir Ji. Uh, hi, Abizir. How are you? I'm good. Salam. Alaikum salam. How are you? Namaste Ji. So no, good to I just wanted to say that, you know, Lutfi Saab has been a leader for years and years. Uh, he was the one who was instrumental from Mr. Lee Brown's days. Uh, he was actually pushing us to contribute to the political process in terms of real money, because that mattered. Right. He continues to provide services. But also, Lutfi Saab, when you took me on the trip with President Clinton to India... It just showed me how much you have done for the Indian-American uh, construct and context. Would you be so kind as to tell us the things you've done for the Indian community in Houston, Lutfi Saab, if that's relevant? Over. Yes, thank you, Abhizar. Thank you for the call. And if you and your group uh, initially did not stand up uh, to, to my commitments and to what I was doing, Uh, I would not have been successful. So thank you. Um, your your uh, community is a great, great community. And from the beginning, you have been very kind and uh, helpful in, in our uh, goal to, to raise money and to 
uh, involve other people, expand. So uh, of course, Abizir Tabji is a leader in the Dawoodi Bora community and, and, a, and a great friend. Uh, Abizir, thank you for calling, and we're going to let uh, Luthi answer that, and then we have our next uh, guest who's joining us. So thank you, sir. Thank you. Yes, yeah, so I, I was uh, uh, instrumental, actually, in taking uh, President uh, Clinton to Hyderabad. Ah. Um, so there was a fight going on uh, <laughs> between uh, Bangalore, because at that time Bangalore and, and Hyderabad uh, wanted to claim... Uh, and the fame uh, to to be the Silicon Valley of India. Right, cyber and, uh, cities of so India. So I had met Chandra Babu Naidu, who was the then chief minister, through a common friend, and then he said that, "Hey, you are a Hyderabadi. We're trying to get uh, the president to decide on coming to Hyderabad, and what, but we're not getting the traction, and uh, we're hearing that he's actually going to Bangalore." So when I came back, thanks to our Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and a couple of other friends, uh, I reached out to them. And at that time, uh, the president actually had already appointed me to serve on the Central Asian American Enterprise Fund. I was a presidential appointee. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so I had some leverage uh, at the White House. I uh, also knew Bob Hope. Uh, who was working there. So through my channels, um, I was able to convince the president to consider Hyderabad. And oh. he chose to go to Hyderabad. And I was so uh, fortunate uh, that my father was there in Hyderabad and President uh, Clinton uh, actually recognized me oh, wow. as a fellow Democrat traveling with him uh, in my hometown How about uh, that? at the high-tech city uh, yeah, uh, grand opening. Uh, that, that is amazing. That yeah, is amazing. It was, uh, definitely. So I, I, I thought that uh, I have accomplished something really great you in, in my life <laughs> definitely. Uh, by going back uh, to my country where I was born. And, and uh, also honoring the, your dad. Uh, yeah, and honoring my dad uh, with this. So it was, it was a huge uh, pleasure and and uh, Abizar actually traveled uh, w with us on on that uh, campaign trail. Wow, nice! The, That's absolutely yeah. nice. And uh, now we have the deputy, uh, the chief of mission, yes, chief of mission with us. And you, perhaps, you can introduce him. Sure, uh, uh, Mr. DCM. Are you there? Hi, hi. Uh, so, uh, oh, wow. Deputy Chief of Mission, um, Mr. Zulfakar Ali is his name, and um, he uh, actually used to be the uh, president of AmCham, uh, American uh, Chamber of Commerce um, in uh, Guyana. Mm -hmm. He's a Guyanese uh, um, by, by birth, and, uh, but he lived in the United States, and he had gone back to Guyana. And uh, after he did a fantastic job and uh, being a part of the uh, campaign for the current administration that runs uh, the Guyanese government, um, he was assigned this uh, task uh, to be the deputy chief of mission. And uh, he's the ambassador in making. Uh, when uh, the current ambassador that is serving retires, um, Zulfa Kauli is going to be the ambassador to U.S., um, and so he's currently working out of the embassy in D.C. as a DCM. So uh, it's a pleasure. Um, it's a pleasure so having you with us, have, sir. Have you um, on this radio show? We are live. And, uh, and we have another guest, by the way, who insists on he insists on talking to you, and he <laughs> insists on talking about about you. And we're, I'm going to patch him in. 
Go right ahead, U.S. Congressman Al Green. <laughs> yes, thank you very much for accommodating me. I could not allow this moment to pass and I not be a part of it. Lutzi has been uh, not more than a friend. Uh, this president and this vice president had the benefit of his advice, his counsel, and also his ability to bring people to the table. I assure you, he made a difference in the lives of these two people who now hold the highest offices in this land. Wow. Lucy is Amazing. one of those persons who is dedicated. We will have a Gandhi Museum because he chairs the committee. And, and, also, and also because you, uh, Mr. Green, were so influential in bringing in some funding for the yes, Gandhi Museum. The big dollars. Well, we did bring in millions, but let me share this with you. It was because Lucy was always there. Oh, never, I know. You, it's hard to say no to Lutfi. Yeah, yeah, he never allowed me to have an opportunity to think other than to let's do this and get it done. I mean, it was that kind of attitude that made it happen. Right. He brought many people to the table. But let me just say this. I, I don't want to monopolize the time, but this is really important. He's an honest, decent man who believes that the world can be changed for the better. And he does every day all that he can as a person of goodwill, to make the world a better place. Lucy, congratulations. The people of Guyana are going to be blessed to have you as their minister. I'm going to call you a minister plenipotentiary. <laughs> <laughs> you, have, you have the greatest Sounds possibility great. <laughs> well, uh, serving with you and working with you. Uh, Mr. Green, do you want to also say a few words to the DCM? He's on the line. He's listening in right now. Oh, yes, good to know that you're there and look forward to seeing you. Uh, <clears throat> Lutfi is going to be coming to Washington soon, and when he does, I would hope that you can come as well. And we'll uh, first have a great dinner in the house dining room, and thereafter we'll meet with some other folk and see if we can accelerate the pace of what we're trying to get done. Congressman, I am so delighted. I'm definitely looking forward to that, and... Um, uh, thank you very much for all the work that you have done as well. And I look forward to talking about Guyana uh, with you and Lucy as well. Uh, and and con you. Congressman Green, on a lighter note, Pramod and I are also waiting our invitation to have to eat at the, the private dining <laughs> room in the, in the capital. Come on, <laughs> why not? If you come to Washington, <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to look me for that. Okay. Right. No, thank you, sir. Uh, thank you for uh, calling uh, in. Congressman, I'm speechless. Uh, you left me speechless with your kind words. Uh, you are such a good friend. Uh, you are my mentor. We have such a good bonding. We work together on many, many issues. Um, and, and I salute you for being uh, an honest, straightforward. Uh, you are not, um, you don't play politics uh, when it comes to dealing with the issues of the people. You are always there to help and you are very kind and very generous. I'm very, very grateful and I'm honored to have you as my, my dear friend. And, and Congressman Green, uh, we've had you on our show two or three times. Yes. And actually, I played a song for you from the other Al Green. <laughs> yes. Oh! Yes. <laughs> was, was that love and happiness or for the good times? Yes, sir. <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. So every time I meet you, I kid you about that. But thank you so much for calling in. Uh, really, always a pleasure. Oh, my honor. And please, know that uh, the best is yet to come. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Congressman. Thank you. And thank you so much for that uh, 
funding uh, the three million that you brought uh, for the Gandhi Museum. Uh, you, you have done a marvelous job. Uh, I know how much time you spent uh, in, in making that happen. It takes a lot of time, and particularly this is a historic thing that you have done, Congressman, because it has never been um, uh, done for a foreign uh, leader uh, to have a st uh, museum uh, under under uh, foreign leadership. Right. Uh, Mahatma was of obviously a world figure. America recognizes, and uh, uh, Martin Luther King was his disciple. Uh, all that is there, but uh, you know, you did uh, something marvelous by breaking um, this and uh, all, all, all the ceiling, if you will, and you got this funding. And, uh, and by the way, I might add something else uh, while I, we have uh, Congressman Green with us. Um, you know, Houston just got, uh, realized that they're going to be hosting some of the games for the, f the FIFA World Cup yes, in, 20 yes. in 2026. And I was in, uh, I, I texted Janice Burke uh, and Laura Murillo uh, earlier today, and I said, hey, you know what? Now that you've talked about diversity, we've got to put in some events that people can be proud of when they come to our city, and the Gandhi Museum would be one of them. Yes, yes. What do you think about that, Al? Yes, yes. I, I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Uh, th th this museum is going to represent the peaceful movement, uh, the transition from a lot of the, the very things that have divided us to a peaceful movement that can unite us. I am honored that we have it, and Lucy's right. This is the first of its kind in this country. Right. And, and, and I'm hoping that when, when we have our dignitaries from India, I want them to come to Houston. I want this to be a destination. Right. I want people to come to Houston because they know there's a Gandhi Museum here, and they want to go in and they want to examine some of the works of Gandhi. And, and hopefully some of, the the some of the FIFA people would do that. And also, hopefully, some of the delegates at the GOP convention right now at downtown <laughs> <laughs> need to go yeah. there. <laughs> because <laughs> they because need to be indoctrinated <laughs> with Gandhi. And no, because there's some breaking news that there's, uh, and, there's and some and GOP I people. I want to mention one more thing. Okay. I would hope that at some point in the future... Uh, the not-too-distant future, because I may not be in the too-distant future, but I'd like to see a MLK museum in India. Oh, oh wow. That's yeah, a, that's that's a great uh, objective we can work on. Yes. Yeah, can yes. work on. Yes. In Hyderabad, of all. By, yes. the way, uh, <laughs> by the way, Mr. Green, we have a late-breaking news that Pramod wants to share with you about... Uh, Actually, we got a late-breaking news that at the GOP convention, uh, Congressman um, Dan Crenshaw and his... Uh, uh, staff were uh, assaulted by other people calling uh, him uh, uh, patch McCain. What do you think of that? Well, I think that... That's a really sorry thing. Think of, well, no, we need to think about what a former president has set into motion, and we really need to put the people above politics now. Certainly. We're having babies killed in, in schools, people killed in grocery stores, people killed in places of worship. Something has happened since this man said Jews will not replace, said there were some fine people among those in Charlottesville screaming Jews will not replace us. He has started something that it will take unity to thwart. And I'm prepared to work with people on both sides of the aisle to stop this 
because if we don't stop it, uh, we haven't seen the worst of it yet. We really haven't. We've got to stop it. Well, Congressman Green, I've got to uh, I've got to stop you at this point because we have to go to our, uh, our other guests uh, from calling in from well, Washington D.C. Do that. I, I, you have been more than kind to yeah. me. Uh, what, Thank well, you, sir. Uh, well, just one second, I will take Congressman. Uh, I want to take the opportunity of letting people know that at India House uh, there is going to be an event honoring you and uh, and uh, um, uh, Judge K. P. George. Um, on the 16th of July, mm-hmm. and people need to buy the tickets. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a huge event at India House. So, and it's uh, going to be uh, uh, organized by? Yeah, by the committee, by the museum, and uh, the Indian uh, Council oh, General you're talking is about EGM, co-hosting. Yes. EGMH. EGMH and uh, uh, Council General is uh, co-hosting uh, with wow. us. So okay. it's going to be a very um, uh, nice event. And this is just to give token of thanks, of appreciation to, 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 to these two Well, I'm heroes. humbled by your, your, what you're doing, and I'm grateful to you. And again, the best is yet to come. Let's get it Thank done you. together. Thank you, Thank you, sir. God Thank you, you, Congressman Green. Thank Take you. care. Okay, God bye-bye. You. Thank, Thank you. Wow, that was such a surprise, but so nice to have him on always. And uh, now we need to go back to our other guest who's yes. been very patiently waiting <laughs> for us. Yeah. Uh, and, and unfortunately, I have to tell you, in about 30 seconds, we need to go to a commercial break, <laughs> yes. which is not a very long commercial break, but we will be going there in about uh, 30 or 40 seconds. Uh, we're talking to Lutfi Hassan, and, uh, and other people have been calling in to pr- express their, their uh, respect for the work that Lutfi has done over the years, uh, transforming himself from a, a, a just a pure businessman to someone who has the... the 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 uh, good of the community at heart and has become uh, a politician along the way, but uh, not but a someone, politician, uh, but an influencer, yes, an influencer, yes, yes. Uh, influencer of I, politics. I, I wouldn't be. Uh, but we, we'll be back, folks. Don't yeah, go away. Go ahead. News radio. Oh. India news. U.S. news. World news. Movie reviews and local community roundup every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali, and I'm Pramod. Indo-American news radio. Indo-American News Radio India News US News World News Movie Reviews And Local Community Roundup Every Saturday 4 to 6 p.m. On Masala 98.7 FM Hi, I'm Jawahar I'm Sanchali And I'm Pramod Indo-American News Radio And we are back again we are back again, folks, with our guest, Zulfikar Ali, who is the Deputy Chief of the Mission for Guyana in Washington, D.C. And, uh, sir, sorry to have kept you waiting while we had uh, the congressman with us. Oh, and, and that's quite all right. Um, I'm, it's a pleasure to be here, an honor indeed, and also an honor to be on the program with the congressman as well. Yeah. And, 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 of course, we were brought together by Lutfi Hassan, who's... Uh, Lutfi, uh, please tell us more about your involvement with Guyana. You became an honorary consul, and that uh, you've been to Guyana several times. Uh, tell us more. 
So I'm, I was uh, honored uh, to be introduced uh, to the president and the vice president of uh, Guyana. They invited me to visit the country, and uh, on my first visit, I realized um, what that country has in terms of p potential. Uh, they have just discovered oil in 2015, ExxonMobil did. Um, and 2019 is when they started actually producing oil, and now they are producing uh, the, to the tune of about 300,000 uh, barrels per day. Oh, wow. And uh, with the delivery of the future FPSOs, uh, we're looking at by the year 2027, they will be producing about 1.2 million barrels per day. Wow. wow. Uh, with a population of only 800,000 people. Oh, my God. And, uh, That's one barrel uh, per person. Where you Let me. <laughs> can yeah. you make us a Guyana citizens? Right? Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I, I really, uh, the reason for my uh, requesting the DCM to join me is uh, to... Uh, propagate uh, about what is happening there and what the opportunities are. And to your point, uh, anybody that actually goes to Guyana, no matter what visa you go on, whether a business visa or an employment visa, you in five years are uh, eligible for a citizenship. Oh, wow. oh my so God. So imagine uh, the whole bunch of people from India, if they had <laughs> gone to Middle East, uh, and if in, in the Middle East uh, they were allowed to be the citizens, uh, they would be probably the the, the rich sheikhs. Indian <laughs> sheikhs over there by now. But that's but that's uh, a huge twist of fate for the Indians in Guyana. They came in as indentured laborers in, what, 150 years ago? Correct. And now to this point, this is... Uh, a great turn of fate. Yes, uh, and the 40% Indian descent. And mm -hmm. uh, so they have a political say in what happens there. And that is the reason why you see the current administration. Uh, the party head is Bharat Jagdeo, who is a former uh, president three terms. He instituted actually the term limits. Uh -huh. And he's uh, now currently uh, uh, playing a ceremonial vice presidential role. Um, but he pretty much handpicked uh, the his housing minister, uh, President uh, Muhammad Irfan Ali, to be the president, uh -huh. um, So, who now runs the country. Uh, so I want um, um, uh, Zulfakar Ali to give a, a little bit of a spiel of, about Guyana. He knows a lot about what is happening there in terms of the, the, the numbers, uh, in terms of what, what is happening uh, on opportunities. Uh, so, uh, Zulfi, if you will, please give uh, a, a, an overall um, uh, bird's eye view sort of, of uh, Guyana of what's happening there right now. Sure. Thank you, Mr. Hassan. Uh, and as I said, it's a pleasure to be on the program. Uh, as Mr. Hassan has said, uh, you know, uh, we, we, Guyana is a country of 800,000 people, and uh, we are a very multicultural society. Um, we have six races of people that live in Guyana, and, and we all live harmoniously together. Uh, it's a country that's blessed with an abundance of resources. Oil is, uh, is just a resource that we found in 2015. But outside of that, we have sugar, rice, bauxite, gold, diamond, uh, agriculture, which is um, we have the potential, and it's a, it has always been said, that we have the potential to feed the entire Caribbean with the amount of agricultural lands, arable lands that we have. As a matter of fact, President Ali 
has embarked on a, a massive program to ensure that other sister countries in the Caribbean benefit from uh, the resources, especially the agricultural resources that we have to ensure that there's food security within the region. So the government's agenda is, is not only to use the oil resources to develop the country and other sectors in the country, but to also ensure that the rest of the region is developed along with Guyana as well. Um, it's a very broad-based approach. And because of this, there are so many potential and opportunities. Every day, literally every day, and Lucy can tell you because he has taken several investors almost on a monthly basis to Guyana. We have an influx of uh, investors and people who are interested in the development of Guyana that are flying in there every day from all over the world. Right. And I mean, it must, be, it must be amazing the amount of people coming in and out. I've seen situations yeah. like this develop before. In the UAE yeah. is one of them. Brunei was another. You know the same sort of yeah. situation. Qatar, Qatar is, is the same um, way. Same way, Kuwait uh, was earlier. Right. Yeah. yeah. One so. thing that impressed me is what you were saying about development in other areas. What happens mm -hmm. when typically oil is found? All the other sectors are neglected. So if you mm -hmm. keep your eye on all the other opportunities, uh, I think the uh, benefits and prosperity of the citizenship will be assured. Oh, that is correct. And, and it has been the main theme by the president and his team. Uh, and they have said that publicly, as well as every Guyanese, that the resources from the oil will go towards building all of the other sectors that are there, uh, ensuring that we have cheap electricity so that we can open up our manufacturing sector to take advantage of all the resources that we have. And you are seeing all of the government's policies that, that they have been rolling out are geared towards developing the infrastructure, the housing sector, the manufacturing sector, agriculture sector. Uh, they are all being invested heavily. So, so whenever that oil goes, we will still have a country um, that could, you know, right. all well. the other sectors can contribute towards the economy. Thank, uh, well, uh, Zulfikar Ali G, thank you so much for joining us from all the way from Washington D.C. I guess you're Correct. in D.C. Yeah. Uh, and and we actually almost running out of time. We're going to be going to our next guest very shortly. But but thank you so much for this and good luck on the progress that you're going to make and on your new uh, position. Yes, at the mission. Thank you very yes. much. Thank, thank you. you very much. Uh, and uh, let me also say that uh, very quickly that we are also honored to have Lucy um, as part of the team promoting Guyana. He has done a fantastic job, and um, we continue uh, to admire the work that he's doing as well. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Well. Thank you for joining uh, us, um, Zulfikar. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Well, that was great. And Lutfi, thank you for taking the time. I know you're such a busy person and you, you took the time to be with us at the studio. That means a lot. Nothing uh, but pleasure for me. Yeah. Uh, well, also organizing yeah. to have the DACM present with us on the yes, radio. No, I'm That's delighted he could join us. Uh, and uh, we'll do more um, of these kind of uh, maybe segments uh, for Guyana. Yeah. I think this is talking about creating wealth for our people.
to right. to go there in terms of uh, economic uh, you know benefits. Uh, I'm taking, like he said, multinational companies right now. Every trip I do, I take companies. I'm going to India next week. Uh -huh. Actually, arranging a trade delegation, which will basically go to uh, India from Guyana. Oh, okay. um, I'm working with the foreign minister of Guyana. Uh, he was there recently in India. And so I will be arranging uh, uh, a trip to Delhi, Hyderabad, uh, and Bombay. That's great well, because uh, in Guyana is a part of the Indian diaspora. So it's yes, wonderful. Right. Yes. And actually, you may need the next person uh, guest uh, to help you out with some of this stuff. George, you want to tell him what you can do? <laughs> hey, let's see. Hey. <laughs> hey, George, how are you? Uh, well, well uh, Your Excellency now. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It's been a long time, George. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. You've been busy. I've been following what you've been doing. And, uh, I, and I, I appreciate that. Some of the invitations you had sent also. And, yeah. uh, and, and since one of these days, we'll we'll. we'll, we'll, we'll We'll, we'll, we'll get together on that. We so, are, we are yeah. past you. <laughs> yeah, so then, and this, you came in just in time because he started talking about people going into uh, to India and maybe I thought, ah, immigration. So this is, <laughs> our next guest is attorney, uh, a well-known attorney, uh, attorney in town, immigration attorney, George Willey. And he's been a regular on our show for many times. Uh, actually, he comes on once a month and he talks about many insurance, uh, um, immigration related issues. And uh, George, we're going to be talking to you some more today. Yeah, and uh, why don't I introduce uh, George? Please do. Yeah. Uh, George Willey is the founder and principal of Willey, Nanayakara, and Associates. Over the last 30 years, Mr. Willey has built the Houston and Atlanta based law firm from a single attorney practice to a bustling five attorney firm. Mr. Willey has been a leading member of Houston Society and has been particularly involved in the local South Asian community. Uh, Mr. Willey received his BA with double honors uh, in political science and philosophy from McMaster's University in Canada and a JD from South Texas College of Law. Uh, George is considered to be one of the most uh, top immigration lawyers in the U.S. He combines a thorough knowledge of immigration law with a unique perspective. His personal mission is to make immigration equitable for everyone and has a reputation for solving complex legal issues with creative solutions drawn from his early exposure to various disciplines. Uh, George has served on several boards and is invited to speak at several important forums. He's married to Shanti and has two daughters. Uh, welcome, George. Thank you. Thank you, Prabhu. Thank you for the, for the generous uh, uh, introduction. Well, you have accomplished you so have, many I things. Have, you, you, you said I have two, two daughters. Yes. That's true. I'm about to have a granddaughter. Oh, wonderful. So, <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm, just, I'm over the moon. I, I, I didn't know I would be this excited. When, yes. I, when when this news came up, so well, I myself both of you guys have who are already grand grandparents probably know, but I for me it's just for, it's a new experience. That's right. Uh, things certainly change when you have grandchildren, and I have a okay. granddaughter who is eleven, and grandson yes. who is six. So welcome to the club. Well, thank you. Uh, very very happy to join the club. <laughs> That's right. 
Uh, what would you like to talk about today? Well, so I, I wanted to, there is an issue that's kind of current, and uh-huh. I just want to address that. Sure. So what happened was the our immigration courts mm-hmm. were getting overloaded, as you all know. You know, millions of cases were sitting there, backlogged, and and it was getting difficult uh, to uh, to get through these cases, and so people were waiting for years and years and years. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, and the and the immigration courts uh, were were so clogged up that it became a, a huge crisis for us and 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 clients and the courts and the and the lawyers uh, the government lawyers that handled matters in court it it became an unsustainable issue. So the Biden administration said, "Well, you know what? Let's drop the cases." of those who are not criminals, those who are not a danger to our security, our national security, or, or and then a few other conditions. If they say, if they don't, if they're not involved in any of these things, let's drop those cases, because they're the majority of the cases, right? That way, then we get the chance to get get to the cases that we want to get to. For instance, you know, criminals who have, who have committed crimes and who are still running around the country we, they should be they should be deported they should be they should be kicked out so let's first deal with that okay and then let these guys off the off the court's docket for the moment let's take a look at this and then after we have caught up with these these criminals we'll then get back to the the, the, the regular guys who have overstayed who came illegally that type of thing right yes so yeah, so 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 what they call that the we call it the PD, meaning prosecutorial discretion, uh-huh. right? So the prosecutors are given the discretion to dismiss these cases. So we have to make a motion to the court, and the court, uh, you know, if they meet the requirements, they'll dismiss it, and they've started dismissing it left, right, and center. That's great. That will That's certainly right. unclog the system. Absolutely, absolutely. So, but in the, what happened was a week ago... But where do these the people go then? I mean, if they're criminals, what, what do they do to them? If, if, if they are criminals, well, they, 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 they are, go through the process. They're uh, de- deportable and they're, they're shipped out. But are they put in jail here? Well, some of them are in jail. Some of them are in con- confinement. Some of them are not. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I see. So, but they yeah. immediately when they find out that there's criminal record, they yeah. the process starts. Yeah. Process. But on the other hand, there's so many. Uh, the majority of the people who are not criminals, they get a, a smooth transition. To mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and through and the also, process, you know, it it could be. I mean, and I'm thinking maybe the Biden administration is thinking, hey, these people, we, you know, we have such a terrible shortage of labor right now. Uh-huh. Right? So Certainly. maybe they'll give them work authorization. Say, listen, go go find something to do so they can help while you're sitting around until they yeah. get back to you. Build ha- some no, houses in Houston and Austin. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> George, yeah. I, uh, you know, uh, the 60,000-pound the uh, gorilla that's sitting out there that nobody yeah. wants to touch is the question of uh, when you give immigration to those people who are massed at the border and they're coming in, even after being detained, 
and you you give them uh, a parole or or uh, or you know opportunity to come back for a hearing later mm-hmm. doesn't this just encourage more people to come into this country it 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 it, it definitely does it definitely does uh but what is the alternative what do we do I mean, do we use the military to hold them back? Do we shoot them on, uh, you know, what... what? Yeah, what that's the Abbott solution. Have? Yeah, so the, the, the wall... Solution. Yeah. <laughs> the wall solution so, is what so, they're talking about, right? But... Yeah, uh, so, so, no, no, this is a real serious problem. Uh, but my, my point is, what can we do? Now, at this point, I think we can absorb them because we, there's such a shortage, right, of labor. Mm-hmm. You know, we, 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 we lost to COVID, you know, uh, a million people that we know of, okay? And then we lost uh, several, in another million probably, those who couldn't get for treatment, get to treatment, right, mm-hmm. because of COVID, because these guys were uh, occupying the hospital beds, right? Right. And then there were people who got COVID but didn't die, but they are disabled and can't get to work, Right. Yeah. And then there are those who have to take care of these folks at home. So if you add all that up, it runs into maybe 10 to 20 million people who are off the job market. Mm. Right? Yeah. And then so now we are, you know, we all feel that. We go to a restaurant, you know, sometimes there's a sign that says we don't have, we don't have enough people to work here, so we're closed for today, you know, come back tomorrow. When did we see that in the U.S.? Yeah, that's true. Right? And and all of us, you, you and we, we even in my practice, we are feeling the pinch. Uh, and then there's poaching going on because of that. People are go, going and stealing employees from other places. Right. Uh, George, hold that thought. We're going to be going to a commercial sure. break in about sure. uh, 30 seconds. Folks, we're yeah. talking to attorney George Willey, who ha- has built a huge practice in immigration uh, helping people get uh, immigration and, and changing their status in this area. And uh, he's been a regular on our show. Every month we have either George or Chiro, yes, Nanyakara, or James Parker. James Parker was here last, last month. Uh, but we'll be going back to George in just a few minutes. This is Indo-American News Radio, so don't go away. We'll be back after these messages. But I, I, I news radio, India news, U.S. news, world news, movie reviews, and local community roundup every Saturday, four to six p.m. on Masala ninety-eight point seven FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali, and I'm Pramod. Indo-American news radio. पिछले दो सालों में बहुत कुछ बदला और अगर कुछ है जो नहीं बदला वो है महाराजा के हीरे The most beautiful diamonds precisely crafted in eternal designs Maharaja best quality diamonds at even better prices Maharaja bringing diamonds to life 5821 Hillcroft 7134806776 you don't just have dreams, you have goals, and you're going to make them happen. That's why you wait for the sale. You check the promo codes, and you find the best deal. At Discount Power, you know it doesn't matter if you're saving for a rainy day, an unexpected repair, or a college degree. It all helps. That's why we offer affordable electricity plans. We want to help you save today so you can live your dream tomorrow. Discount Power. 
helping you save on electricity. Visit DiscountPowerTX.com and sign up now. PUCT number 10177. शक्ति मंदिर में श्री अश्विन भाई के साथ सुंदरकांड पाठ शनिवार जून 25 शाम 8 बजे प्रसाद और आरती साढ़े छह बजे उसके बाद सुंदरकांड मंदिर में सेवा करनी हो तो कॉल कीजिए 7132789099 सनातन शिव शक्ति मंदिर ऑफ ह्यूस्टन 6640 हार्विन एट हिलक्रॉफ्ट सियावर रामचंद्र भगवान की इंडो अमेरिकन न्यूज रेडियो News, US News, World News, Movie Reviews, and Local Community Roundup. Every Saturday, 4 to 6 p.m. on Masala 98.7 FM. Hi, I'm Jawahar. I'm Sanchali. And I'm Pramod. Indo-American News Radio. Uh, welcome back, listeners. Uh, before we uh, rejoin uh, Attorney George Willey, uh, I have an announcement to make. It's about the groundbreaking ceremony of the Shiv Durga Krishna Kali Mandir of Greater Houston, and the groundbreaking ceremony will take place on July second, uh, Saturday, and the Bhumi Puja will be at 9 a.m. and the Durga Puja at 11 a.m. and there'll be breakfast as well as lunch, and some of the distinguished guests who will be there include uh, Dr. Arun Verma, uh, Harris County Judge Lena Hidalgo. Uh, Council General uh, Mr. Asim Mahzen and uh, Durga Das Agarwal and Mr. Narendra Sehgal. So uh, everyone is invited. Uh, so where's uh, the venue? Uh, it's at one six six two eight Keith Harrow Boulevard, uh, and it's next to the Sri Govindaji Gaudiya Math Temple. Okay, great. Thank you so much, George. Yes. Uh, thank you Just for. A quick, uh, so quick observation. Isn't Durga and Kali the same uh, god? Goddess. Yeah. For us, uh, uh, it seems like they're the same, but I guess they may be different. But, But there's okay. just a Because different. We, we are used to well, in the south and in Sri Lanka, we 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 are used to Kali. Yeah. We, we I think Durga yeah. is probably uh, in the northeast, uh, Bengal maybe. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. They could be the same. Uh, Deities, but just in a different form yeah. at different I times in different roop. Different roop. Yeah. That's yeah. roop is a hard word to yeah. d- translate. <laughs> I know. It's I a roop. <laughs> I just kind of it kind of hit me. Oh wow! I remember the Kali part. Yeah. Okay, all right. By the way, so, George, uh, George, we were talking about people. How do you keep? Uh, what do you do with the people that you encourage people to come? Uh, I have heard anecdotal imp- uh, uh, data about Indians. And, and Sri Lankans and people from South Asia coming in through Mexico at the same time. Is that true? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We 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 have we have several folks who come through there, and sometimes they get caught. Sometimes they come through, and and we we have handled cases uh, like that. There, it's it's kind of waned a little bit. There was a time when it was pretty pretty. Wasn't there a case where a uh, someone? Uh, If Indian was entering via Canada and died of cold, yeah. Oh yeah, yes, that's very recent. Uh, Indian yeah. family, yeah. yes. Right, that was in January, I think. There was a, there was a Sri Lankan who, who came across uh, Mexico, and drowned. Oh uh, my! Wow, wow. Uh, it was very sad. Very and, sad. But now the situation in Sri Lanka is so desperate. There must be a lot of people who are wanting to leave. Yeah, yeah. We are not seeing that. Happening because you know I think they're all kind of trying to change stuff there, 
It's a huge protest. Their 71st day today, mm-hmm. and they're doing a marvelous job of protesting uh, against this uh, this uh, Rajapaksa uh, regime. Uh, and you know, it seems like they are succeeding. Yeah, seems like they are succeeding. It's an unusually extraordinary protest. They've they've, they've streamlined it, and they are they are they are sticking to the to the issues. Uh, that they said to part somebody's organizing that really well. Well, but, but you don't see a, um, a leader emerging yet. Except there? for the prime minister. Yeah, that's, who well, is that's on the other yeah. side. Exactly. So we haven't still seen a, a leader emerge from that. That's a good question. I think we probably will have, they have their clients, they're resisting uh, of, of, of turning this protest into a political protest. But I don't think until it turns to being a political one, I don't think they can make any any significant changes. Well, the, the country is in shambles, the economy is in shambles. They need a yeah. two billion dollar loan just to get through six months of fuel uh, that they exactly. need. They, they're using f- uh, 500 million um, or something like that a month just in fuel imports. There's no cooking gas. The people are desperate. They, they Recently the government has gone ahead and said for the next two weeks, you don't have to come to the office because you, yeah, that would stop the home. work from home. Right. You know, right. things, uh, it is quite a turn for the economy, which really took a nosedive during the pandemic. And then after that, you know, now it's never recovered. But uh, but that's so, a different story. Yeah, but, but, but in, behind all of this is that, you know, the IMF can get Sri Lanka off, you know, off this situation very quickly. Mm-hmm. And and there there's been a negotiation going on, but oh, okay. IMF is is not not going in yet. They want to make sure that the the Rajapaksa regime is no longer there, and 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 then I think they're going to step in. So right now they're just saying, oh well, we have to look at this, or we have to look at that, so we can't yet come in. Honestly, I think what they're really doing is. They're waiting for the political, you know, the, the, the temperature to kind of come down. And then that's going to come down only if the Rajapaksa is the lead. Well, right? no, so, so it, people from Sri Lanka, could they come in here and seek asylum under those circumstances? They probably can. They probably can. But I think uh, that nobody's allowed to leave the island. Uh, that's the other thing. They, they are, there, are, there are restrictions on them leaving because I think partly because they, they, there is no gas, the planes can't fly, right? I mean, where are they going to go? Yeah, and they are. They are re, they're refueling in 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 Madras, and they're coming in, so they are doing some of that. But again, it's a, it's a question of how much reserve do you have, how many foreign currency reserve do you have to to survive. So it's a it's a horrible situation there in Sri Lanka. But I do believe that the the rest of the country, including the United States, don't want to step in until they resolve the political issues down there. Yeah. Because if they don't, then there is no, no, there's no way to foresee what will happen, no way to predict the the, the trajectory of, of Sri Lanka. And I think that's the real issue. Right. But I, I just wanted to finish that conversation I'm having with you guys about the, about the, 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 the prosecutorial discretion. Yes. So two weeks ago, uh, the, the state of Texas, uh, the Attorney General Paxton and Abbott, and the governor of uh, Louisiana filed a suit uh, 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 wanting to stop this 
this PD, the prosecutorial discretion. And they, they, they filed it in a Trump appointee's court in Victoria here in, in Texas. Uh-huh. Uh, the judge's name is Drew Tipton. Uh-huh. And he issued an injunction uh, halting the, the prosecutorial discretion, the PD, all right? So, I mean, that, that kind of came as a shock to a lot of people, including us. Uh, but then further, in, uh, and, then the, and then when we took another look at the decision, there are two issues there. The decision only says that the government did not follow certain procedures uh, to, to, to make a, a legitimate uh, uh, policy issue out of this. In other words, creating a prosecutorial discretion option, they did not follow the, the there's something called an Administrative Procedure Act, and that they had not followed the dictates of that, that, that law. So, so, and so, so therefore, the, the, you know, the Biden government can do two things. They can quickly go and follow the rules and they can have this back again, or they can appeal its decision. I don't know which one they are going to do. But the, the interesting thing is that injunction does not affect the, the latest PD, the one that was actually that is enforced right now. Uh-huh. So the point I was trying to make is if there is if, if any of the any other folks that are in court who, who have tried to get uh, prosecutorial discretion and they are now discouraged by this decision, don't. You still can file the prosecutorial discretion. We don't think this decision of Judge Tipton uh, affects uh, the, 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 the opportunity to file prosecutorial discretion under the... Under the so there were several memorandums that created the PD. The latest one was not covered by this... Uh, this ruling by the by the judge, so okay. just to kind of throw that in there. Okay, then, okay. Yeah. Well, that's great. I think that um, the judge left you a back door. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> really. So, uh, what about uh, the uh, this uh, at this point? Are you seeing um, people coming to you who are? From other, uh, I mean, most of your client base is South Asian, I would imagine. But are there other clients coming in from Ukraine, for example? Well, not from Ukraine. I haven't seen any from Ukraine coming in. Um, but but we do represent a fair number of South Americans. You know, um, South Americans, Central America. Yeah, yeah. So like uh, Mexico, you know, uh-huh. uh, Argentina. We have some clients from Brazil, we have some from, uh, you know, uh, the, the the rest of the countries around there on the, the coast there. So so we, we do have, a, you're right, our, our you know, the, the mainstay is the South Asian community. You know, yeah. So uh, it's, uh, it's India, Sri Lanka, Pakistan, Bangladesh, Nepal, you know, we, we cover that region. Yeah, uh, our children are in Boston and we had gone there um, a few months ago and we were Uh quite surprised to hear that, you know, a lot of the labor, like the people who build houses and so forth in the Boston Uh area, where do you think they're from? Bangladesh. No, Brazil. Brazil? (laughs) Yes. Oh, really? So, uh, Brazil and the Venezuelans, a lot of them are coming to different parts of the country. 
Well, Venezuela, you know, they they have the TPS, the yes. the uh, you know temporary status protection, uh, so that 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 allows them. And also, the Ukrainians also have the TPS. So if they mm-hmm. if, if they're here, at the, if, if they were here on a particular date, then they can get the TPS, uh, which which will allow them to work, which will allow them to stay here until the government lifts that. Yes. So there are a lot of even, for instance. Uh, I think they reinstated the Haiti issue as well, TPS, uh, and few other countries. Cameroon was also added to the list. So we, we you know, I, I think we are now trying to get enough people to work here. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you, you know, we had some Indian restaurant owners that advertised with us. They yeah. wanted uh, some people to yeah. work there, uh-huh. and then yeah. they advertised maybe three or four times and said, "Not one person called." And I said, yeah. "Well, you know, I." Yeah. I I can't control that, but you know, th- does that mean people have seen the ad, right? But does that mean that there the South Asians that are coming in now and seeking adjustment in their status are more professional? They're not the, those who are just labor type Res- restaurant workers. No, right now I think all the restaurants are so hurting for laborers. Right. Oh, Pantali, that's so true. <laughs> Uh, and then also, you know, I'm I'm always a little cautious now when going to the restaurant. I don't know whether they have followed all the health, uh, correct, you know, protocols <laughs> and all of that. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but the South Asians coming in. Uh, to my point, is it really mostly professionals that you see coming in and seeking adjustment? Not necessarily, but I'll tell you what the the reason why these these advertisements haven't attracted uh, uh, more people than he wanted uh, was that they are, they are finding better jobs. Uh-huh. Restaurant jobs are hard work, right? Oh, right, yeah. 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 And, and so they, 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 they are going to play, now they can easily find other jobs that are not as, you know, labor intensive. Like yeah, and to, you know, George, them. let me tell you something interesting. Uh, we are talking to our cousin in Canada and uh-huh. his son is working in Europe. And he said, uh, he's a businessman, so he's always uh, 24 hours busy. But his son yeah. in Europe gets a whole month of August uh, as vacation. And they have two-hour lunches and uh, like, extraordinary benefits. <laughs> so Europe is the exactly. place to go. <laughs> and you know he's not going to Canada for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, so exactly. Because, you know, right now, even in, even in, as I said, even in our firm, you know, people are, people are kind of, uh, you know, know that they have other options. And, yeah, and, that's uh, true. And so we, we have to be, you know, we have to kind of be nice to them. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. Uh, folks, we're talking to George Willie, who you can tell from, his, uh, from the way he's telling us uh, about his experiences. It has built a huge reputation as an immigration attorney here in the greater Houston area, and I think in the Gulf Coast mostly. I yeah, think. and then his knowledge of Sri Lanka comes through because he's from there. He's from Sri Lanka. But if you want to get any help from his company, it's called uh, Vili Nanayakara LLC. They're based on the Southwest Freeway. In Sugarland 14141 Southwest Freeway, Suite 110. 
And the number for to reach them is 281-265-2522. George is a regular on our show every month. And so if you uh, want to, you can also call in sometime uh, while he's on the on the I'm show the, with us. Yeah, certainly. And he's more than a, uh, willing to talk about this while, while we have him and on. And I think they also have a free uh, consulting uh, opportunity on Thursdays. Is that right, George? Or is he just pulling? Yes, we do. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. For a minute there, I thought. <laughs> That's I have had that. I have had that for, for, for as long as I can remember. Right. I just dedicated a Thursday for a free consultation because some people just, you know, sometimes they have a, just a little doubt and they want to ask and then, you know, they don't want to come and, you know, pay $150 for the 30 minutes or anything like that. And yet, uh, they have a quick question, or sometimes they can't really afford it. Yeah, yeah, and, that's and true. So, and then so you, they get the answers, and they get to what they what they need to do. And sometimes they have got bad uh, advice, and uh, they are they are kind of agonizing over it. And and I, you know, we clear it up, and it's just nice. Well, yeah, wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much, George, for once again calling in. And on on that point, I have to tell the, uh, my listeners that I've actually called George from New Delhi asking a question. <laughs> Can you help this guy? And he's picked up the phone in the middle of the night. What? You, Jawar? You calling me? It's two in the morning. But, <laughs> That's true. That's true. George, it's always a pleasure having you on the show oh, with us. Absolutely. It was always a great day. And it was so nice having you and Lutfi in the same uh, conversation. Oh, so. transitioning over there. Yes. yes. Right. Great. <laughs> and it's nice uh, to have Jyoti substituting for Sanchali today. Jyoti Kulkarni, uh, Pramod's wife, <laughs> is here with oh, us. Oh, oh okay. hi. So I was wondering... Yeah, whose voice was that? That was sounded. <laughs> sounded Did that different. sound familiar or otherwise? Yeah. Well, of course, it sounded sounded familiar. But, but then I, 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 was, I was thinking of what you know. Uh, reminds us about your show. Right. So, oh, yeah. thank you. <laughs> well, George, thank you very much. We're almost out of time, so uh, we'll Take have care. you again with us next month. Take care. Thanks, thank you, George. Sir. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. And we, <laughs> Pramod is ready to go. <laughs> we still have to say uh, adios. Uh, and f next week, we will have... Um, the news quiz. The, the news quiz, the current affairs news quiz. And we have three contestants with us. And if you ever want to be on that news quiz, please, please be sure to tune in and listen from three to four next week. Yeah. Right. And right. we will have a next guest next week. So this is the New American News, folks. Adios from me. Thank you. Have a great Father's Day tomorrow and yes. have a wonderful weekend. Right. Absolutely. And, and I will see you on Classically Yours in three weeks now. Right. Thank you, Jyoti. And stay safe. All right. Bye. Bavarchi Indian Cuisine. Happy hour, Monday to Friday, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Specials.